my goodness and dear listener i have just been overwhelmed with the realities of work which is fun and delightful at the moment nonetheless oof you know there's only so much of the parks and rec binge watching you can actually do you know you know <laughs> uh dear listener i will uh let's see i just need to adjust the lighting so that i can read the articles <laughs> oh and um while you're also doing that I just want to mention that I went to the opera. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Hey. 
Was it to see um, uh, opera or Weird Al? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. no. Weird Al's not until September. Okay, it was okay. totally to see the opera. No. Uh, we went to a Tristan und Isolde. Oh, so that's that was like, really uh, exciting. One of those classics, right? Yeah. I think I. Oh, even... yeah. It was like eight, eight hours long. No, it wasn't. It was like three or something. Cool. But it was still long. It's long. Oof. Gorgeous, though. Of course, as always. And like. Um, Again, this this like being able to live in Santa Fe, I, I kind of uh, just yeah, that's right. yeah, it's just so beautiful to be able to do, have opportunities to be able to do shit yeah. like that. We get really to live truly. in the billionaire's backyard, and in some ways, mm-hmm. that's kind of cool. Is that we get like fifteen or I don't know, however many dollar tickets to go see what should be an insanely expensive thing if it was priced compared to like even like a Met. Those seats and those New York operas, mm-mm, nothing compared mm-hmm. to like the the it's like incredible the experience you get as a santa fe opera it's way above anything it's incredible and you get the beautiful sunset in the background yeah and i also want to mention like unlike other places like at the santa fe opera you can tailgate yeah they encourage it too which we totally did yeah Yeah. no i mean that was like the best part right so like uh (laughs) we tailgated at the opera you know so So that was delightful yeah so uh just a little slice awesome. of reality there for my friends. I'm sure you saw some Our of the friends. to know. Yeah. Um. <sighs> okay, read these articles. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, by the way, I, I wrote down the things this time. It is uh, Reality Issues Season 2, Episode 6, episode, and this is Episode 17 that we've made. Uh, and I'm going to start by talking about something that I, had a big impact on me in the last uh, couple of weeks. Um... Imagine that you could reverse engineer your life. This is a, it's a t- TV review, quickly, um, mm-hmm. in the weekend art section from like last weekend's uh, Times. It's basically a review of uh, Nathan Fielder's new The Rehearsal. <gasps> and I don't know if you've seen it. I've, uh, I've no, seen the first episode. So, which is, oh, my God. Okay, so it's actually on my to-watch okay. list tonight. Maybe I actually we'll have a date then. with Sweetheart. Because we'll I haven't oh my seen God. the second episode yet, so... Okay, but okay. if it well, is this article about the second episode or the first one? It's about the first and second episode. Um, oh, or maybe, and okay. there's an, I think there's a third episode maybe by the next time that we make an episode. So, got you. Well, then maybe save that one because it's yes. literally okay. what that. we have scheduled for our date okay. tonight. I do not want to spoil it for you. <laughs> then. Um, uh, the B side on that paper was about how, uh, how about. France was running low on mustard, and uh, seeds of <gasps> discontent were sown. They made a mustard seed joke. Do you, do you know about this? I have heard about the mustard shortage. <laughs> and stocked up. I have a variety of mustards now. Cause... This is <laughs> Friday, July 15th, 2022. Roger Cohen here in the, in the New York Times. As France runs low on mustard, seeds of discontent are sown. Paris. Mustard runs deep in French culture. My blood is boiling is rendered in French by the expression la moutarde. Oh, God, it took five years of French. It's because of the hyphenation. Me monte ane, or the mustard is rising to my nose. Yes, that makes sense. That's because in France, <clears throat> oh, I never, uh, the microphone was in front of my mouth. Mustard is real in France. And here, mustard is different. In France, mustard has flavor. Um, anyway, I just found that interesting. They talk about sausages and things that mustard goes on and how mustard culture in, like, Europe is, like, a much bigger thing. 
Go check that out. Um, but is the mustard FDA approved? <laughs> yes. Much like the pink sauce. So everyone today uh, probably knows anywhere if you've been online about the pink sauce now. And, and, and some, of the, you, some may be confused. I was initially confused. I thought this was a home batch of mayo and ketchup mixed up into a bottle. And someone was just making that like thing that Heinz recently made, which was that. They called it a name. It had a name. Like, you mean Thousand Island Ranch? Thousand Island dressing yeah, or Russian salad or whatever fucking thing. And I always had whatever. the first time I ever saw it addressed was at the, the Busy Bee Cafe in, in Santa Fe there where they addressed it as salsa golf as something that they would put on their cheeseburger. Instead of ketchup or mayo, they would just mix it and put it on there. And I was like, cool. Mm-hmm. And it tasted great. Mm-hmm. My preference. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. But the pink sauce, not that. It's not that. Um, the pink- Have you had it? I, I refused. Oh, actual pink sauce? Yeah. The, 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 no, TikTok? The, the, the viral TikTok I've seen, trend I've pink now, sauce? I've now spent about three hours the other day watching every TikTok related to pink sauce that I could for this podcast. Well, for my own amusement, I suppose. But Well, of course. To but recount yes, it. Also. What I'm going to say is this. I saw many packages opened that were um, uh, like in-mail explosions. A lot of mm-hmm. um, like two three week deliveries resulting in like absolutely gross because you know there's no preservatives in there and just yet today was the big result i mean imagine this it's basically it's drag i've looked at this up it's dragon fruit honey garlic uh some kind of uh, spicy element some kind of like peppery pepper thing uh, something okay. like that a basic a basic pep like uh, spicy agent and then like one more thing but basically basically it's like dragon fruit slurp i don't know <laughs> and it's supposed to taste like ranch i don't know how that's possible but supposedly, if you get it into your mouth, it does. It could be from all the contaminants that were made. But, I mean, it's just um, what this so is. So people are actually getting sick from it? Uh, see, I don't know or if that's is, confirmed. Is like... There's a lot of people out there saying they're getting sick from it. And here's what I say. I say, uh, number one, that this woman has recently come out and started mocking all the haters, which I think is uh, a good start. Uh, maybe. I don't know. In today's internet world, it's hard to tell what the right answer is necessarily, especially because of the the, uh, the voice of the criticism coming towards her. I would say that this is a classic case of you have a brand new marketplace. It's like as if you've just, uh, you know, uh, scrapped in this world, in the world of TikTok and Instagram marketing and stuff, you're now entering food into this category, right? And it's not just mm-hmm. like candies and stuff like that, like people used to do. Mm-hmm. Or even baked goods can ship, you know, and stay good for three, four weeks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. However, this is a sauce. And now we're entering like actual packaged foods. And someone's trying to attack it with a Things small... that might need to be pasteurized right. at but... least or well jarred. I mean, like you can fucking botulism someone into not alive, you know. Even just to create a consistent product for your um for your consumer, just to all have the same color, the same flavor and stuff like that. And that's all, you know, that should that's important to you as the producer. But yeah, to follow like some regulations is good. Not just randomly throwing things in a blender and not accusing this woman of having to do that. But I, I could imagine other people having done something like this. Maybe she did that. Um, <laughs> I, uh, it's a very fascinating situation because it's basically exactly something we've seen in the past, as early as you know the beginning of canning, probably, um, mm-hmm. and, and, and like supermarkets and stuff like that, where you're just seeing a new marketplace experience the same problem that, um, you know, it's just for a different audience. Kids today don't know the FDA even exists or that it regulates anything, I assume. Well, because it's also been like defanged, right? I mean, right. like that's that that's that's I mean, kind of even the joke about all of yeah. this IMO. Like it's like yeah. we're talking about this like 
like regulatory agency, the FDA, which like just it just it just like probably not alone, certainly with the CDC anyway, just killed like a million Americans, right? Like Food and Drug <laughs> yeah. Administration, right? Like drugs had a hard time making it into the hands of the general population. And so like there's this kind of like I'm even kind of like shocked that people are like, hey, it's not FDA certified. And I'm like, well, we just got, got vaccinated. That shit wasn't exactly FDA certified. Like, and, you know, I, I don't know. It also feels kind of like, I'm, I'll say it like this. I'm not buying food products off of Etsy. Yes. Um, and if I am supporting, um, let's say, a, a, a small food purveyor business chances are good it's actually here in my local community and i'm not like outsourcing it right yes. like i'm actually going to a local food truck or a local street food vendor or uh like so for example like a there was a a juicery here in santa fe that has you know kind of uh, started as like a, a humble juicery in a brick and mortar and has now like kicked up its production is now like selling to local restaurants and things of that sort right and it's like that's cool right like those are like a local business and like they did good and wouldn't i rather get beet juice from them than pink sauce from somebody in some other state i don't even fucking know like i appreciate that but why isn't she selling local is what i under like you're gonna scale up yes. in food product, right? Like um, it just yeah. it doesn't make sense to me somehow. Right. I think it's because you're having. Um, I would assume it's because you're having ac uh, new access to a marketplace where people just don't know what exists already or what is possible already, and you're seeing someone try this first, and then that that's just where it works first, and then they kind of mm -hmm, stick with it. Mm -hmm. That'd be my guess, but what you're going to do is or what we're going to see is more and more and more of this in new and creative ways outside of the soft space and the food space even um all over social media people trying new business ventures now now that the the i think a lot of people are um really well were awakened by um well, have been awakened in the last couple of few years of the flexibility of what money means and what money is worth and where money comes from and all that uh, through nfts and and, and the, the gamestop kind of stock fluctuation okay. and uh and and crypto as a people wrapping their mind around crypto i think and wrapping their mind about all around all these things at once and then seeing the changing cost of everything i think it has a lot of people in a mindset where they need to develop a new i don't know i don't know reach out to new possibilities because the old ones aren't working and that ends up mm -hmm. in some uh It'll end up in some things that we'll probably read about on the podcast. Salmonella <sighs> outbreaks, for example. Yeah, or, or you know, like the first drone that's like home-built that people are flying in, like, you know, well. Oh, oh, God, is this me? That was me. <laughs> <laughs> that was Apple Music playing That's My Dog featuring The Locks and Swizz Beats by DMX on the album Exodus. Nice. <laughs> uh, I, I, that's what happens when you hit pause play on my laptop currently. Um, uh, have you, did you check out that, um, the Leslie Wexner Victoria's Secret um, doc at all? No, I was, have been okay. unable to. Okay. But um, Darling has been moving into his new apartment. Mm -hmm. So cool. uh, we've been, we've also been, um, I'll say, experiencing 
the like actual um circles of hell that is visiting the parking lots of a variety of these home goods stores oh right like the mm. the the lowe's parking lot or the like target parking lot or like the well, we need to go find a widget at the fucking bed bath and beyond or whatever <laughs> yeah. the fuck you gotta do and we have been experiencing some kind of like i'll, I'll say like um uh, I'll just I'll just say Larry David esque moments as mm -hmm. we navigate these uh, admittedly difficult parking lots again, as you know. So I've just I so I feel like my my biggest problem at the moment is that I have been because of work and just kind of things I've been stuck actually hyper stuck in reality. Oh, I have watched some interesting. shit. Um, yeah. yeah, keep going. <laughs> So, but this like hyper stuck in reality is that like I like uh, I think the and I, I I so like time is an illusion of course yes it's um, a measurement between but two I events. think uh, uh, I think the last I don't know if the last time or the last time but you mentioned oh. the uh, the submarine guy who killed the journalist and the they disappearance said, of Kim undercurrent. Wall. Mm -hmm. Did I tell you that I watched it? You did. You sent me a message, and I, I, I yes, please. And that has happened since the last one, right? Tell me what like, you think about that. Oh, my God. Okay, so <laughs> that is, I think, the... First of all, I think that that is the only piece of, like, reality, quote-unquote, media that I've been able to consume because I've been stuck in reality. Mm -hmm. um, but that undercurrent was so good that I made that I rewatched it within mm -hmm. like a couple days and made sweetie watch it. Cool. Right. Like I was cool, like, Oh cool. my God, you need to watch this. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like, so, mm -hmm. so let me start by saying that I really enjoyed the whole story. Um, I also enjoyed that. Um, she was a journalist and right. then they interviewed all her friends who were also journalists. And they each had their own kind of like take on why her story was important. Mm -hmm. And they were all correct, but they were all, of course, had a slightly different viewpoint about why they thought her story mattered. And I thought that was interesting because, of course, as a watcher, as a, let's say, citizen journalist, which we are all invited to to be now mm -hmm. because uh, on some level that's exactly what she was she was she was a freelancer she was just someone who decided i'm gonna chase the stories that are in my heart right like i'm not on assignment necessarily i mean she might make pitches and be go on assignment after that right but she's still kind of dictating her own reality she's not like i only work for national geographic or something you know so uh yeah seeing her bylines even get mentioned and they as they kind of scroll up and like her you know her kind of portfolio as it were was also kind of this like layer on layer of like and you and i have talked about this whose stories are the ones that matter whose stories are the ones that are worth telling um and and how how do all of those things kind of come together about like you know all of those things yeah, yeah. her, her list of stories her group of stories her variety of stories she was on her way to being like the next like anthony bourdain like rock star journalist if she had you know a 20-year career instead of like a four-year career 
and, and it, it's it's incredible honestly mm-hmm. i know that she would have been a huge hit on social media and would have been she would have been a real character that everyone probably would have known online i imagine if she would have so been i able to continue. i went to her twitter account as a result of this actually oh, okay i don't know if you had i had not um, I, I thought about it at the time but it i never followed up on that so i totally did tell me because um it was also um so there was this moment in the ser- in, in the show when they're also talking about um so because the the fucking dude the the dude who killed her was like this like celebrity right um in Denmark the moment that there's like oh my god like the submarine's missing at sea like yeah everyone's taking notice and in fact even at this documentary everyone's comparing him to elon musk which i also thought was a really funny comparison to be making these days because he's becoming clearly more and more unhinged Mm -hmm. i'll say because like it's just everything's just i don't know people are simulacro of themselves did you see that he's now denying the claim that he slept with um the did you see this whole thing the, over the, the past Google few days girl. yeah he's yeah, denying the Google that wife now. yeah interesting he's denying it now yeah like, i thought he had embraced it but i apparently wasn't following the news close enough because i picked up maybe, a post this morning on the cover I mean, he's what denying I underst- what i understood is that i guess and maybe i missed it but i thought that sergey brin and the lady were getting divorced and that those like that that was like the grounds actually stated in the divorce like in court records i thought that's how it was described to me as well and and um i guess that's not well at least this elon musk is denying that categorically the whole thing like basically ever happened the entire circumstance including him like apologizing on a knee and wow you know yeah if i thought it was embarrassing to let elon musk bust raw in you then i think the only thing more embarrassing Mm. than that is for elon musk to even deny having fucked you wow i feel very bad for her it's a complicated (laughs) scenario that uh, i i i i don't i was thinking about this the other day elon musk posted something she's fucking married to the google guy fuck that guy she'll get too. she'll yeah, get no, she'll fuck, get billions fuck, and fuck them all yeah, yeah fuck them they'll all be fuck fine them. regardless of what I happens they'll all be set for life feel bad for them so at yeah all. Fuck all, them. they're good forever here's the thing i feel bad for kim wall i'm gonna save yeah. all of that emotion oh and so yeah in 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 that i also feel yeah, bad so, for the biographer uh, <laughs> oof oof oh yeah the biographer i was like his career had to be destroyed or well, except wow. for appearing in the documentary, go like, well, my career's over. Well, I mean, I think maybe he uh, can write a book about. Well, well I think this Elon is Musk. kind of part of this, right? Is like, um, I think the fact that we also hear this about regular serial killers, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey Dahmer and fucking Ted Bundy. They 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 were boys next door to most of their neighbors, uh, family members, yeah. right? Like. So, so this idea that the biographer could have been taken for a ride isn't that crazy, right? Because so were a lot of people with other serial killers, like and people yeah. who were close to them, brothers, sisters, wives, actual neighbors, coworkers, right? So, but but so so was the case with this guy, right? So like, it, it's like what they were saying about this this Copenhagen dude or whatever, or this Denmark dude, yeah. wherever the fuck he was actually from, right? Which is that like. There's no way this was the first time he ever did this, right? Right. It couldn't Absolutely possibly not. have been. 
So somehow he had still managed to keep it hidden from everyone. He just happened to be the kind of eccentric who built rockets as opposed to like, let's say, uh, BTK who just, you know, went to like church every day, you know, like what's the difference, I guess. Yeah. Right. Either way, they're still tricking us. They're, they're still doing whatever the fuck they want, like at their heart. Right. Like one was also, I guess, just a narcissist that needed a lot of public attention. It was like, well, how do I do this? Well, I guess I use that to my advantage and use that to cover up what I'm actually doing. Um, huh. and you know, that's, uh, I don't, want to apply that That's to Elon nuts. Musk's world because then he I don't even want to think about it because then the amount of things that could be happening in that world under that umbrella with that model applied to a man with 1,000 times more money or you know and out of jail Elon underscore Gillane dot JPEG yeah right? exactly like, I don't, what, what the fuck are any of us supposed to think about that shit right anyone's I mean, imagination yeah it's going to drive you wild and here's the thing I bet you if even only 1% of the things that we imagine are actually truly happening out there that's still terrifying so well but the marquis de sade was writing about it in like the 1700s oh, right yeah. like oh we're libertines we get to do this precisely because we're rich and nothing can fucking touch us right like so i get to abuse the milkmaid however right. the fuck i want yep. is it just uh, a perverse fantasy where's the like oh yeah exactly here let me let me read this to you speaking of the 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 like what you were just talking about let me see if it was in the news here my news it was about yachts specifically oh, is it? well I'll, I'll find it in a second it was about basically how um yacht sales had uh like over the last couple of years like quadrupled or, or or quintupled it was and that they've produced almost three times as many yachts so far this year than last year by this point and i'm pretty sure the entire thing the article is basically sewing up or no you know what it's a magazine i had around here it's fine uh the article is basically sewing up the idea that like billionaires are all like setting up their cool parachutes and they look like a giant boat and then whenever the thing happens that they're uncomfortable with like living f around more in the world and keeping a public profile they're going to get on that boat and live there for evs and basically anyone with any cash is throwing like you know three four five percent of their wealth into the big boat and that they can um, have as their backup plan in case you know the New Zealand bunker goes sideways. Um, so here's here's what I know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If they think that getting on a boat mm -hmm. when the New Zealand bunker goes sideways is mm -hmm. going to be where their salvation lies, mm -hmm. then all that tells me is that they've never actually paid attention to any sci-fi that's ever been created. Or how many people work They're on their boat. They're going to be the most miserable people on Earth at that point. And probably even, like, like they're not going to survive out there. They don't have, like, who are, like, they're, like, if I were one of their fishermen, I'd mutiny immediately. Oh, like, yeah. Come on. In like, a second. But uh, the anyway. fake league, uh, have, you, have you heard about, well, let's see. While they're sitting in their bunkers, they can watch uh, fake uh, MLB. Or in this case, like these people who are betting on a fake cricket game. Have you heard about this? Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. Mm -mm. Go on. <laughs> this is from, um, let's see, July 14th, New York Times sports section. Uh, fake league swindled gamblers in an elaborate hoax. I think this really does apply to our, um, our world. 
You'll see why. There were floodlights, high-definition cameras, and umpires with walkie-talkies pinned to their shoulders. The cricket players wore colorful uniforms. The broadcast had the voices of recognized commentators and the logo of the globally recognized television channel, the BBC. But this was no Indian Premier League, the lucrative cricket tournament that generates hundreds of millions of dollars every year. It was an elaborate fraud, turning a large farm in a small village in the western Indian state of Gujarat into an arena of sporting excitement. The target? Russians betting on the winning odds of an unfamiliar sport far from home. Police officials in Gujarat said that over the weekend that they had broken up the scheme, which was run by four local men who had swindled thousands of dollars from Russian bettors for 14 days. The fake league was given a name close enough to the real one, the Indian Cricket Premier League. <laughs> uh, just they flopped the words around. It was all yeah. hoaxes, said Ekal Tiagi, a top police official overseeing the investigation. We have arrested four people and also are investigating some Indians living in Russia who are involved in the scam. News of the audacious hoax ricocheted around social media in India and the wider cricket world, shocking fans of a sport that is known as a gentleman's game and that has created a fierce international rivalry, huge cricket stars, and lucrative profits. About 24 players were involved in the hoax. They were hired uh, construction workers and, uh, and uh, unemployed villagers. That's it. Wow. Basically, uh, wow. and they show us a little screenshot here. I'll show you actually. It does look like they did try oh! something. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so here's one mm -hmm. that kind of relates to that. Okay, mm -hmm. so uh, a friend of mine uh, called me and said, hey, I got this letter in the mail, and I was wondering if you could, like, like, I'm kind of confused by it, and I'm a little, like, maybe overwhelmed by what it's trying to tell me. Can you come over and kind of help me just kind of go through it and i was like sure of course okay. you know so i go over there and the letter reads dear so-and-so uh -huh. uh, we are a private data company and we have been contracted by and then it's 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 got like in all caps uh the name of a uh, i'll say a medical service provider here in town oh okay mm-hmm and it says, medical service provider has experienced a breach of its data. Oh, no. Medical provider has asked us to help you guard your credit. Oh. Please log in to this website oh. and do da-da-da-da-da-da-da. If oh. you have any questions, please call us at this phone number. And I was like, okay. Mm hmm. Hmm. No, I see what's happening here. I'm like, the thing is is that you didn't get this letter from medical center. You got it from this like random private company there you go. that you've never fucking heard of. Yes. I'm like, so maybe they did have their shit breached, but maybe all they got was names and addresses. What they didn't get was your credit card info hmm. or your billing info or whatever. I'm like, and now they're like, oh, well, maybe we just trick everyone. I'm like, you know, I feel like what you actually need to do is just call the medical center they say they're working for and be like, hey, fucked up question, but like, was my data actually breached? And did you contract with this company to call me? And I was like, because otherwise this feels like a very sophisticated phishing scam. Yeah, I mean, it, it sounded 
I, I was on the fence back and forth whether it was going to actually be one by the time yeah while you're explaining that's that's crazy. no i mean and i still we still don't i mean i still don't know i told my friend i think you need to call your med yeah. the, the medical provider listed i'm like and verify the other side of it yeah i'm like because the phone number they put there doesn't say call the medical center it says call the private company and I'm like, if I were just maybe not thinking about it, I would probably start talking to them. Be like, oh, yeah, that sucks that my shit got breached. Yeah. You can do Here's my bank account info. How can many times? Wallet inspector. How many times can we be warned not to share our password when ultimately... When the time comes down to it, we're not going to have to share a password, but we're going to have to share information that's that sensitive. How many times have you been on the phone? I know I have several times been on the phone where they ask for your social security number and they definitely need it. And it's a valid purpose. And, and it is a time when okay. it's necessary to give it. And you're still like, I, uh, uh, like, I don't want to say it on the phone, you know, okay. uh, or even, you know, or you need to be a hundred percent sure that that person's the person, but. Uh, I don't know. Like, I mean, but it's like kind of weird. Or are they like weird. a contract employee, like sitting in their house, like writing it down on a piece of paper next to them or something? Like, I don't even know. It, who knows? Yeah, right. It doesn't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. fine. It's terrifying. The whole idea is terrifying. But, you know, I kind of feel about it like the way I do about like someone breaking into my car, where I think, like, well, there's nothing in my car. Like, what are they going to do? Like, accidentally clean it? So I'm just kind of like, what are they going to do if they steal my identity? Like, accidentally improve my credit? Like, what the fuck? Like, what are they... <laughs> not that it's... I'm not, you know, I'm just saying, like... I'm, you know... I, like, I'm not making millions of dollars or whatever, we, you know? Yeah, like, we're, we're not um, a rapper couple Cardi B and Offset. Well, Cardi B being a reality star, the only reason I bring it up. She had such a successful career um that she would end up uh bringing her uh daughter to for her fourth birthday to candytopia um <gasps> letting her get whatever she wow. want and then giving her fifty thousand dollars in cash wow the birthday girl called the sack of cash a ticket which is slang for a million dollars the migos rapper replied it's a ticket a ticket is a million girl that's 50 say 50. they were also with culture's 10 month old brother wave so uh reality television can get you there Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it sure can. <laughs> Just keep keep dreaming. Yeah, that's everyone. also really interesting. Yeah, keep dreaming because it's it's still possible. I mean, and it's like apparently like people monetize their like Twitch accounts and are able to pay their rent. Isn't that wild? Like, yeah. Why would anyone go to college? I think that's if why only I had known then what I know now. That's why seventy percent of kids want to yeah otherwise we would have basically spent our entire lives just like studying and 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 like making notes in every piece of culture that we ever saw for later that we could actually use that like change perspective um let's see yeah anyway the that fucking that fucking submarine guy what a fucking trip I know all of it start to finish. I know uh, it's the worst part for me was the guy changing a story so many times. And that mm -hmm. was just like, well, I mean, he got pinned for it eventually. So mm -hmm. I guess it doesn't matter. But Yeah. 
but you know i i think again right like it, it just goes to show that like we're just uh deceived all the time whatever we think reality is it isn't you know like uh even when we're living real life it, it just it isn't it's somehow not not what we think it is hmm yeah, well, I guess you'd have to think about what real life really is if you if you really look at it. I was thinking about this just a couple nights ago. Real life is this. If you turned off all the power and waited about 72 hours, that's what real life actually is. And you, or you just kept it off. That's what real life actually is. Okay. Everything else that electricity and everything, every further technology up the chain allows is not real life, in my mind. Okay. Okay. Um, and so... No, with that knowledge and the fact that we are all, all of us, every single person, whether they enjoy reality TV or not, which is why I think that the name is fitting. Everything is, um, yeah. Uh, everything we're all living. Yeah, in what's this more real bubble. than like growing your own food, for example? Right. That's like, what I mean. That's I can't it. Fucking do that shit. <laughs> like that's real. We're, we're think about this. We don't. We can't take control of our own medical lives. Even a doctor can't like you know perform surgery on themselves. Like this this entire thing that we've established based on you know compounding knowledge and some would say wealth, but others would say value. I mean, really, it's all kinds of. Let me back up. What is the real world? Is everything that we that exists without media, and just uh, I don't know. Think like the concept of what everyone was trying to do in the '60s with the horizontal uh, living structure of communes and stuff like that, but more like um, I mean, just the the very concept of like it is what we have right now minus everything that makes you know. We uh, think about this. You can only talk to the people that are around you. How about that? Mm-hmm. We couldn't do this. We can do mm-hmm, anything, mm-hmm. really. There would be no broadcasting. There would be no public personalities. There would be no press, probably. I mean, unless you had hand so off to press. So there's this, there's this question I like to ask all my friends, right? Like, um, it used to be, what would you do if you could do anything, right? Like, um, but I work with a lot of, like, activists, organizers, teachers, the, people who are, like, feel that they have a purpose in the job that they do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm like, okay, pretend like no, there's no oppression. Pretend we actually exist in the like utopia where there isn't actually any work to be done. Right. Right. It's not just that I can choose to do whatever. It's just that like, no, like society's perfect. Yeah. No one's got to do nothing if they don't want to. Yeah. So what are you going to do? Right. And, uh, and I'm always like, yeah, I would probably just stay in a library. Yeah. Or some kind of a library, like I might make like the garden the library. I might like turn like uh, I don't know, like uh, some archaeological ruin into a, a library or something. But it would be like just very. It would be like something studious, you know. Like yeah. I wouldn't be like a woodworker, for example. Like or I wouldn't like just decide to continue building houses, for example, or something. Yeah, like, the I wouldn't AI become a rug maker. I mean, in that world, the AI that runs our life, right? Like, um, where everything is fine. And, you know, like, no no human has to make the choices. Or let's say no unfair human, which doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, Let's say there's a set of rules, for, for an example. Obviously, we don't know what that is. There's a set of rules. Everyone's living that life. The AI is collecting all the stories and writing all the books for us. We don't even have to have people who do that. Except there's okay. the, the fun people who are like, I'm going to write because it's novel. And there's, like, five writers okay. left. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it makes me wonder um, what life is without uh, struggle. 
which is to say, I don't know, maybe that's what life is. Let me say this. Here's a little New Mexico news mm, uh, nice. from the USA Today. This is what the USA Today, I have two uh, USA Today 50 states, New, New Mexico sections. Uh, okay. Physicians, this was, uh, let's see, this was July 14th. Santa Fe. Physicians and researchers are urging state lawmakers to allow the use of psychedelic mushrooms in mental health therapy aimed at overcoming depression, anxiety, psychological trauma, and alcoholism. My personal experimentation with that says that it's extremely effective. Uh, I will agree with that. Okay. Um, as someone whose personal experimentations with a variety of hallucinogens have been nothing but beneficial to my overall mental health in a variety of ways I cannot even begin to describe here on this podcast. Well, may may, uh, may science and the testing uh, process prove that out so that they may do the things that they're going to do. And Oh, I mean, I feel like if we could... Um, I feel like uh, New Mexico is really going to... I, I feel like our stock is only going up, and oh. that kind of worries me. Oh, yeah, I know. Well, that's the thing. is I, I was thinking that when I lived there, and I, I know, obviously, I'm, I'll get back there eventually. But, um, yeah, it's going to be difficult to move anywhere there because I see that stock in my head. I know it's going up and up and up and up, and I don't see when it's going to go down. So It's just uh, the light quality of life is a big aspect of it, quite honestly. Ability for quality of life. It's monsoon season right now. Clean it's been air. absolutely beautiful. Clean air is nice. Oh my god. Um, minus the smoke, of course. Uh, state regulators. Oh, this is a great one. Albuquerque. State regulators said Monday that several horses feared dead by animal advocates following a weekend of racing at one of the state's premier horse tracks are alive and well. They're fine. What? <laughs> what? How I did heard you? About... <laughs> I heard about the dead horses. Well, apparently I, they're fine. I heard... Apparently they're fine. What? That's what the article says. What? How did? It's only one sentence, so I don't know the details. No, no. That's all I got is this. What? That's the whole story. But they're fine. Apparently, they were thought dead. Yeah, but they're fine. I don't understand no. how that could be possible. They were later taken to a better hospital where their status was upgraded to, <laughs> to alive. Fine. Yeah, and fine apparently. Yeah. Right. Oh my god. What happened? Okay, no, I'm so okay. No, I'm I'm going to the Santa Fe New Mexican for all the further details. It says log in to keep reading. Of course Please. you gotta log in. Hold on. Yes. Oof. Oof. How the end of that story you know, treats you. No, we have a subscription. Oh my god. We okay, thought they so were all says, dead, but no. Oh, is that Fruidoso? Oh my god, I was just there. Horses leave the starting gate in twenty okay, what's in that's the caption. Officials, oh my god, okay. New Mexico regulators on Monday said several horses that were feared dead <laughs> by animal advocates following a weekend of racing at one of the state's premier horse tracks are alive and well. Mm -hmm. Officials with the New Mexico Racing Commission okay. said only one animal died oh well, that changes the tone a little bit <laughs> glad i laughed After before being I learned injured that. during recent trials at redosa oh. downs and that photographs and veterinary reports submitted to the state show the other seven mm -hmm. were in their stalls and were fine wow well yeah let me see 
various laws signed into law, blah, blah, various rules, states have rules, there's so many rules, investigations, okay. An investigation mm -hmm. in 2012 mm -hmm. found that five of the seven racetracks with the nation's highest incident rates were in New Mexico. Oh. Hmm. And that four of the state's five tracks had incident rates double the national average. That's incredibly bad. Legislative analysts found that 112 horses died as a result of race-related injuries between the years 2018 and 2020. Wow. That's about as many people as killed by, like, cops in a single month. But that's... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like your math there. I, I like that Thanks. math joke. Thanks. <laughs> It's a good one. Uh, thank you, thank you. You know, just, <sighs> you know, putting things in perspective here. I know. I am stuck in fucking reality at the moment. Uh, yeah, I oh, was. I've believe been doing me, nothing I was. But reality. I was having a oh real. I was having a real bold thought before we started recording. I'm glad my mood has lifted since then. That okay, was fast. Good, good, good. Musician Grimes and whistleblower Chelsea Manning have broken up. A source says. Oh, How about that? hold on. Let me let me search Twitter for that. I wonder what Grimes said about it. Oh, yeah. I. I type I typed Grimes and it became Grimers, which is I think better. I think those are those are Grimes stands. They're Grimers, Grimers. now. Oh, she's awful. I'm gonna go to her profile and see if they have if they've said anything about it. Hollywood, Florida. A Florida woman interrupted. Uh, an uninvited guest in her bathroom on Saturday night. Not as bad as you think. Michelle Reynolds told the WSVN that she went downstairs to make herself a snack. After putting her popcorn in the microwave, she went to use the bathroom and opened the door and did a quick turnaround because I saw this thing in there and quickly shut the door, she said. The thing? An iguana. The reptile was unable to find its way out of the commode, so Reynolds had to enlist Harold Rondone of Iguana Lifestyles, a wildlife removal service, to rescue the little fella. Rondone said he had removed several iguanas from South Florida properties this year already. This is the second one this week already, he said. Rondone said he removed a uh, Mexican spiny tail iguana from Reynolds' toilet. Mexicans can get up to 18 inches long, with tails that can also get up to 18 inches long. So 36 inches long. <laughs> he took up most. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> he took up most of the toilet bowl. Thank you for your math this time. Although they are not. Native... <laughs> oh, I have I have an audience here, but believe me, Kathy just told a much better joke. Although they are not native, iguanas have become common in South Florida. WSVN reports, and I agree. Down the Keys, they're everywhere. They're like uh, more than rodents, more than birds. They're just on every surface, everywhere. Everyone loves Are them. Are they, like, aggressive? Because I uh, feel like... Yeah, they, they chase people. They won't, like, get at you, but they will chase you to kind of, like, get you out of their zone. <laughs> okay. Because I feel like... I, I feel like otherwise I'd be, like... I mean, they're big or whatever, but they don't feel, like, like icky. No, they're, know? Vegeta they're like like vegetarians. I pick one up. Yeah, they're, they're they, they like... They're yeah. as they say in Jurassic Park. Wow. 
That's kind of neat, though. Yeah. Someone I is, want one. Someone is, yeah, I, uh, my friend uh, had a couple of them as pets growing up. Um, you can kind of just pick them up off the ground. Technically, they're invasive species, so they're not supposed to even, we're not supposed to respect them. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, there, there, wow. there's actually, there's uh, trying to control their What's animals. the governor of Florida going to do? Is he going to boot you? <laughs> <laughs> no, the people in the Keys love them, too. They treat them like little mascots. They don't, they just let them repopulate all over and. Uh, and they um, they freeze and fall out of trees. I was just handed a note that says that it's true. They do fall out of wow. trees on people. They like to do that. I've I've heard a story. That's of awesome. Some two people. I've heard stories of them falling out of trees on them. Um, anyway, what you got going on, Kathy? Before I pull up some clips and stuff. Um, you know, like I said, I've just been kind of hyper stuck in reality. I've been, okay. you know, and and that's been interesting, but kind of. Uh, you know, kind of not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I kind of. Yep. You know, it's kind of an awful place there, but uh, mm -hmm. but you know, again, like like makes me appreciate um. Makes me appreciate the uh, ways we get to escape. Let me see. Have I been reading anything? No, even all that's been like re all of most most of that recently has been history. Okay. Um, the other thing that I did was um, I took Sweetie. I'm on a hike because because they just moved up here and they have a dog and dog is very energetic. So we took dog on a trail. Ooh. We went up, uh, you know, kind of up by uh, up by like north of Canyon. So like kind of up by Camino Ooh. Pequeño and the water park and cool. getting up to Audubon. We had a delight, you know, and uh, but uh, uh, I've been making bird noises a lot. So I'll take my Peterson bird guide out and to start oh. reading the transliteration of the bird sounds and wow. it's just very delightful i've never thought that that um, could be like you could transliterate them that's very cool no so okay hold on let, let me grab the book and yeah. i'll actually just give you i'll just give you a taste please why not that's cool so there are apps that will like when you look up a bird it will like play the sound of the bird which mm. is cool i guess you know that's yeah. fine but like let's say that you have one of these here the actual printed peterson wow. field guide to birds uh -huh. right this is just a normal one this actually even i think has the cd where you can play the sound i like a good like that's soft cool. back like that yeah but if you just open the fucking book to any random page, it'll say, um, you know, I'll have a list of birds and bird photos, right? Oh, so wow. You know, a bunch of lists That's really info, cool. Yeah. Right? And in the description, it will say um, voice. So here, for example, the northern gannet, commonly heard at sea in winter. In a colony, a low barking, and then in italics, it spells out A-R-R-A-H, right? So A-R-R-A-H is what it spells out in okay. italics. And so that's the sound it makes. So it's telling you to make that sound in my head, right? So I would go, ah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Arrah! Okay. Something yeah, like that. See? Mm -hmm. That's the bird. So this one spells it. Mm -hmm. So the white-tailed tropic bird, mm -hmm. its voice is spelled, again, in italics, mm -hmm. T-I-K, 
dash et mm-hmm. and then that repeats tick at tick at right mm-hmm. and then twice it says so it says voice harsh harsh turn harsh. like scream tick. and then the italics would be my guess that's the usher at um any theater in the 1920s or 30s (laughs) who had too many cigarettes right before he uh started his hours (laughs) that like that is that good good? there you go i did it i'm proud of myself okay so this is hours of entertainment is what i'm saying so right to your point there's what a card. There's a do? card. There's definitely a card game in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, to to your point, what would we be doing if the world fell apart and we didn't have electricity? You now know the answer to that question. I would be opening up my Peterson guy and going mm-hmm. out on hikes and making these noises at birds that don't even live here. Right. This makes me want to spend all my uh, every dollar I have on just books for like when the electricity inevitably turns off so that we can amuse ourselves by like throwing obscure facts at each other. No, so you know, have you heard those, this like, one from this Audubon book? Audubon Society. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, those. so like there's a bunch of these, right? There's like a field guide to like mushrooms and a field guide yeah. to spiders, right? Yeah. I have one that says it's a field guide to weather. Ooh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, because like look up and then know how to tell what's going on. Yeah, that's very storms. Cool. Yeah, variety of like wind patterns. Yeah, no, it's cool. It's I great. Lo- I love it's you to read at some point about how, like how to like read that a storm's on the air from like the book of experience. I'd like to know. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Um, I brought a couple clips today. One's kind of okay. short, and then the other one I'm gonna kind of skip through an episode of Boy Meets World because I've been watching a bunch of that. <gasps> And let me tell you nice. why, because it's like, um, I, I said it on Twitter, but it, I think it, I find it to be one of the most, even though it was on ABC starting in 1990, early 90s, 93, 94, something like that. Um, I find it to be incredibly um, progressive for the time. And so I found hmm. it pretty interesting. Also, I'd just say that the writers, the writers had some progressive ideas that they slipped in there. Uh, uh, there's a whole episode about the Grapes of Wrath where the kids like... Uh, form a union against the teachers against testing it's really good wow yeah which is a show ideally it was on tgif it was you know directed towards young people so i wrote my undergraduate thesis on the grapes of wrath fascinating well then we'll have to uh i'll play a bunch of that episode then that relates to that so first though before that let me play you this clip that i've been wanting to play for two episodes i think we're into almost well we almost finished season six of survivor uh, a couple episodes left. There's a uh-huh. some brutal, a brutal dropping off, a brutal voting off, should I say, of, of a character, a cast member. Um, but here from season five, episode eight of Survivor, Thailand, uh, episode called Sleeping with the Enemy, about nine minutes and 50 seconds in the episode, there's a clip where um, it seems like the producers may have addressed an issue with the cast members about um, the fact that they uh, have a latrine and aren't using it. <laughs> So I'm, uh, and now I'm assuming that's how this conversation started, but so I'm just gonna let this roll. Here I laid out at the front of their cave and I said, I smell urine with it. It's like pissing in your front door. You know, you walk in the front door, you close it, honey, I'm home, let me take a piss right here. Animals don't even do that. Animals are genetically encoded not to piss 
where they eat. And it's happening here. I, I don't understand it, but it stinks. It smells like under the boardwalk. I mean, I do feel like a visitor here. Personally, I, I don't go around pissing where I sleep. They do, and just for that simple fact, I can't feel it on here. He wants to go pee. There ain't nobody peeing in the cave. I mean, it smells like a cave the whole time I've been here. I mean, that's like a you living room. There ain't nobody, nobody peeing in the cave, sure. says the man who's definitely cave. peeing in the cave. <laughs> And they like the, the, they edit in some camera shots of just like piss puddles like in the sand around their cave. <laughs> I just love that. So there, that's a little dose of reality there on the uh, on the reality issue uh, reality show Survivor. Here's another clip I have from a different show, Boy Meets World. This is episode uh, season one, episode thirteen, called Risky Business. Which I may say um, I stumbled upon season one, episode thirteen of Saved by the Bell, which was uh, where the class. <clears throat> a teacher gets the idea that the class should play the the wall, wall uh, what do they call it the Wall Street game the stock market game. Did you ever play that in uh-huh. school, where you have like fake uh, fake thousand dollars for the oh, class? Yeah. And you kind of like uh, divvy up who's gonna pick what stocks and all that, and then mm-hmm. you follow it in the mm-hmm. newspaper or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that was covered in episode season one, episode thirteen of of that, and that was kind of on my mind. And we start we were talking like we were going to watch Boy Meets World, and so we're scrolling through episodes of Note, and one came up that we landed on that was basically that. And so I think this is it, isn't it? Yes. Okay. Kay and I invested our imaginary thousand dollars in the stock market. And how did you do? We kicked Wall Street butt. <laughs> This is the Grapes of Wrath episode also. Discriminate on the basis of race, sex, or bad karma. <laughs> this is uh, this is the 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 nerdy kid Minkus and uh, and uh, and Topanga giving a presentation. You gotta love her. You gotta lock her up. Corey Matthews being well thought out, Mr. Minkus. Very politically correct, Miss Lawrence. Uh, which company's next? Mr. Feeney, this project wasn't due for another week. This is just a progress report, Mr. Matthews. Those companies who've made progress should have no problem. <clears throat> we have a problem. <laughs> so they give a bad presentation, and they end up uh, basically uh, getting into a class project where they are supposed to take money and invest it and turn it into capital or something, some kind of business. They're just supposed to make more money out of the money that they have. They get like 10 bucks. <laughs> and they end up betting their money on a horse race and uh, taking a risk lesson from that and betting it on another horse race because Sean's uncle is like a mob connected, which is really great. They actually like talk about that and it's really wonderful. The third horse race uh, works out. They get $688, but then they, um, I don't know, have some kind of problem where everyone's, um, uh, they have to pay everyone back for some damage they've caused or whatever. So that's where all the money goes. Um, then they learn about risk assessment and stuff like that. So let me see, though. If I go to season two, episode 13. Hold on. Season two. Episode 13. Isn't that it? No, episode three. Actually, there it is. I believe. Grapes of Wrath. Looking for the kid. Hmm. 
that's because that's everyone at home think about uh pretending that i'm talking about what i'm about to talk about and entertain your mind <laughs> This is it. I finally get a brainy girl interested in me, and you guys screw it up. There we go. Intro doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, Paul. <laughs> hey, that floor's real slick out there. <laughs> Good. That was the... <laughs> That was the janitor who they have noted is not paid very well and is very disgruntled towards all the children taking joy in the fact that the kid who was running down the hall and didn't heed his advice slipped and got hurt. Mwah. Loved it. I gotta get home. I promised mom I'd crack her back before American um, gladiators. <laughs> what are you see. doing, Cor? Check it out. Oh, a screen full of fiend. He's gonna be on the front page of the school paper. Won't scare children. So it won't scare him if he's teeny. Oh, this has definite possibilities. Leave me in there. Okay. New oh, principle is, this is beanie. Well, my notes belie me. Teeny. Isn't it? Hmm. I failed myself. Aww. Well. Well. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Well, we we can edit that out for the listeners. Of course, but. I will. You know, yeah, but maybe they just go through this because you know what? Doesn't this happen to us all the time? Actually, no, wait, hold on, let of me course rewind they go through it. it. Yeah, you know, let me actually, wait, no, on, let me take on. this, let me take no, we're gonna leave all of it and let me take this moment to tell, uh, read about a book that I find that I actually wanted to bring up in the program, but uh, it's called Starman. It's a book about the true uh. legend of Yuri Gagarin, and uh, <gasps> it's incredible. You should read it, it's really good. Oh my God. Um, but the thing is about it is that uh, all the stories and all the sources and all the information, uh, you know, is all suspect. And the writer takes the forward to basically say, listen, every time that anyone ever told me anything, they told me about 15 caveats before they could tell me something. And even though a lot of information lines up, there's official stories and there's even things that people just are doing out of respect for certain people, especially considering mm -hmm. how Yuri Gagarin died, etc. Very fascinating. I, I didn't, uh, I wasn't aware that the first man in space also died like uh, mysteriously in like a plane accident. Um, like, like a few years later. Very fascinating. Mm. Uh, anyway, what's more fascinating about that is really the kind of parable about the, uh, the Russian rocket system that sent up the first, the Soyuz 1 mission is actually the, the most fascinating part. The Soyuz 1 going up despite uh, everyone basically saying that it was from Yuri Gagarin to the, the pilot who was eventually in the capsule himself, Kamarov. Um, and everything about that story. Uh, spend a little bit of time. I was gonna read directly from it, but it's a little heavy, honestly. It was one that it was the darkest thing I read all week. Put me in a bad mood, but that was because wow. it was a uh, even if it uh, was mostly true, pretty bad. Basically, you're talking about a man like going up the elevator, going like, "Well, I'm gonna die," and Yuri Gagarin is like shaking, you know, holding him, being like, "Yeah, you're gonna die," and we we that's it, and and you know. You ha if you don't go, then this younger guy, the younger astronaut, will be taking your place and he'll die. And that's mm -hmm. basically what happened. But how about this? The reason I bring it up and the reason that it is so controversial, the reason I was reminded of it is because in the Adam Curtis documentary, um, Can't Get You Out of My Head, and I think it's part three or four, they recount, uh, while they're recounting the, f 
like the problems of the Soviet Union, this story that is uh, is only recounted in this book, as far as I'm aware, and then some stories in the 90s, which were directly like fed from the NSA, that they had captured well, at the time that this uh, Soyuz capsule was crashing down, the man was still alive in it, knowing he was going for certain death, going to plummet to the earth. Um, he was supposedly broadcasting down to the premier of Russia and all these other people involved in the space program, giving him like final wishes to his family and everything. And this recording like was always like taken for granted in like the, in the media and everything, but it was never like verified in any capacity. The story was never verified and the recording. It was in fact, never connected to the man who actually the story was from. And it was all presented in that documentary as if it was real. There was never any caveats or anything like that. And I, cause what happened, the reason, that I noticed that was because I felt so moved by the connection of that footage from the Soyuz program with the audio and the story, which were all potentially fabricated completely, were presented as fact in that documentary, which I found to be very, um, wow. ups no, not upsetting, but off-putting. Um, mm -hmm. Thinking that, um, knowing that Adam Kurz is a guy who usually does his research pretty well, did not that time. Hmm. He was taken for a ride um, by mm -hmm. several sources. so. I don't know. That was something that shook the veil of reality a little bit in my world this week. Well, you know, I'm also struck by the fact that, like, you know, it was also, like, right? It was the space race, right? The onset of the Cold War, essentially, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, I feel like it's like, a, like everyone's an unreliable narrator, right? Yes. Like, it's, 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 yes. it's, it's like when... Um, I mean, think about like even something as stupid as like when the Simpsons were going to have the big cliffhanger of who shot Monty Burns, right? They had to come up with like five or 16 different endings or something, right? They had to do the yeah. same thing for like Seinfeld when it recorded its last episode, right? Or yeah. filmed its last episode rather, right? Yeah. Like, and, and you hear about this happening all the time. Like, I'm like, well, we don't even know ourselves what we're filming, you know? Like, maybe that's true, right? But like, it made me think they're about all the probably all told about this shit like who knows what's really happening anyway it made me think about kubrick's moon landing story a lot like that that potential uh conspiracy like i haven't ever read anything about that other than just hearing about it and knowing that hollywood was potentially involved in something like that and it doesn't matter if it's true or not just the very concept of that you know in the 60s that could be accomplished most certainly mm -hmm. and the fact that that could have been pulled off is enough to cause people to uh spend a lot of time thinking about it you know um, the fact that i believe it's true says something about society i mean i i i would i would reserve my belief only because i never actually read about it and i'm no, sure I once mean, i, I read know. about it no i don't know oh, okay. i've never even read i uh, heard of it either or read of it either but <clears> i you know i'm just that there was that viral tweet or somebody said something like that where someone fell for some hoax about i don't know something uh, offensive and they were like well the fact that i believed it says something about society of course they only sounded stupider for saying it but yeah anyway you know tongue-in-cheek observation of the of the fact that we just don't how the fuck are any of us supposed to know what's really going on how do you fact check in a world where everyone is being lied to everyone's being uh deceived everyone's being uh duplicitous I don't know. I mean, it's not maybe not that they are being duplicitous. It's just that now we just assume everyone's an unreliable narrator. That's it. That's the key. That's it. That's it. 
It's, it's, the problem is that we can no longer assume that anyone is a reliable narrator. That's really the problem. Mm -hmm. And that has been that has been applied to everyone regardless of anything. Like, you know. But the Supreme Court, for example, or whatever. Right. <laughs> we just have to yeah, exactly. Or stories that people tell about motivations for what they do why they do. All of that is suspect, which is um nothing new, honestly. It's just um it, it, one thing it is new though too is the the world at large um bothering to take time and spend time thinking about it. Like I really feel like when I was a kid uh you know you'd have to get like the weird magazine or something that had the alien conspiracies or something like that to even hear anything or even you know I'm sure you could read it on like Usenet message boards and stuff like that. But um I'm not I wasn't able, uh, I wasn't old enough to access that kind of stuff. I wasn't like, you know, posting about Simpsons season two at alt.simpsons okay. or whatever. Like, okay. I know that you can go back and read all that stuff, but um, I don't know. Now the whole world is talking about uh, what's real and what's not, I guess, is kind of my point. Let me tell you this. This is what the FDA is up to. They're not regulating the pink sauce. Nobody cares about the pink sauce. But here's... Um, Here's what they are up to. Here's a PDF I'm reading to uh, reading from that I got from the FDA website. For uh, this is a regulation for Q on the list of uh, uh, subsection two, letter A, uh, frozen potatoes diced. Number one, uh, for grade A, uh, based on standards of grades about uh, standard grades of frozen hash brown potatoes, the potatoes will be blanched but will not be fried. Uh, for the style of diced, they'll be approximately half to half inch cubes, which contain no more than 90 grams per sample unit uh, of units smaller than one or half the volume of the predominant size unit. And uh, they can only be a maximum of a five pound uh, package. Wow. That's too much math right there. <laughs> and you and I just did some. Wow, there's a really cool baseball game happening behind me. <laughs> so, uh, Kathy, I don't know if you have anything else to say. I, I honestly um, did um, not, but I, I, I <laughs> well, no, there was a couple more things, but they were depressing, and I didn't want to go into them when we were talking Aww. about depressing stuff. No, that's fair. That's it. No, I'm, try I'm, I'm trying to keep it upbeat, you know? Oh, no, you're doing a good job. Thank you. Just, Thank you. No, again, I've been really stuck in reality, so it's, it's, it's been kind of uh, overwhelming. I'll it's say. hard to find a reality television story that isn't um, depressing or just announcing a new show. And if it is a new show that's interesting or sounds like bizarre, I'll definitely talk about it for, for okay. certain. I'm not going to miss it. But, um, you know. I don't know. Right now, it's well, a, lot of, a lot of bad I stuff. I look forward to DMing you my immediate thoughts as we watch uh, the new Nathan Fielder show, because yes. that's Please do. Literally what we have planned. Again, I mean, that's, literally for this evening, I'm so excited. I was going to talk for like 15 minutes about that because I was going to talk about how it's the ultimate kind of treatise on a show. If you wanted to make a show that demonstrates what our show could be if applied, if you made a show using our like uh, our principles, I guess it would be that. VH1, this is just a reminder. Mm -hmm. E-Network, a reminder mm -hmm. to all of these... Uh, TLC, mm -hmm. AMC, you know, yeah. Court TV even, or uh -huh. whatever that is now, um, that we have ideas and uh, we we appreciate and admire the work that Nathan Fielder is do doing, but we want to remind everyone, you know, he's Canadian. Yes. Does and he really have his finger on the pulse of what it means to be 
living here categorically on no. this chunk of, of 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 the world i don't know i don't think so you need you someone know? who's drinking the sauce to um yeah <laughs> from the belly of the empirical beast from here the we tap. are yeah. you know Someone who got but the we, fluoride. We grew up on this. Exactly. Yeah. No, like Nathan Fielder thinks he, you know, that th thinks that he's been hardened by this. But, you know, what can he know? Here we have been, you know, grown up in it, thrived in it, lived it, breathed it, drank it, you know. And um, Well, when you watch that, tell me what you're thinking and tell me we couldn't do that. But, like. You watch it, because I think that the kind of thing that we've been talking about is that, and I won't say any more. So you yeah. at home, go watch it, please. It's the thing I've encouraged you to watch the most, even if uh, I haven't said that. I promise this is the number one thing that I will ever encourage you to watch, because it's quite uh, breathtaking. Kathy, please enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Also, Nathan Fielder, if you're listening to this, mm -hmm. please know that... Yes, it's all true. We do love, respect, and admire you, and also that you are like my celebrity hall pass. And I may find some way to get this podcast to you somehow, Nathan Fielder. Thank you. And uh, that'll be our episode for, for this week. Uh, I, I want to do two episodes a week. I'm going to ask Kathy if she'll do that eventually. We'll get there. Um, th thank you, everyone. Kathy, we do, are you were definitely going to say one more word? I yeah. know you were. Well, I'm going to say it to you. No, but like <laughs> you, like you, we can let the listeners go. I just wanted to let you know something as yes. long as they have you on the horn. Goodbye, listeners. Um, maybe they're still here. I, yeah, maybe. Okay. Who knows? My friend Dave, yes. who uh, mm. is uh, Prosper at Prosper Dave. I believe oh, y'all yeah. have added. Mm -hmm. Um, he is in town this week and the next. And so he says that he is in town um, July 31st okay. through August 3rd. Okay. So I wanted to see about actually confirming me and you like uh, like a, uh, like a chunks of time or something. Yes. And I'll verify with Dave. Yes. Um, and so let, or maybe, I, you know, maybe I make us a group chat. Why don't I do that, right? Because yeah. we can do that in the DMs, right? That would be great. Yeah, hold on. Let me, how do I do that? Messages. How do you make a new one? Where's the new button? Ah, search people. Create a group. Okay. And I'll do that. I will say I'll to the audience, if they're listening right now, I can't decide yet. Uh, if you're listening, know that virtually every single time we've ever collaborated on anything and, and actually like talked about anything has happened on microphone and been recorded. So if you want to know mm -hmm. how to form a working uh, project like this, you can just listen. <laughs> I don't know what else to yeah. say. All, all you do is just go, hey, can I be on your show to talk about something stupid? And we're going to go, uh, hell yeah. <laughs> That's basically it. Um, yeah. So let me. Oh, the cost of inspection, ah. samples taken for inspection, mailing a review of samples submitted for evaluation. Any chemical analysis required for testing shall be for the account of the contractor. That's when it's related to representatives of the AMS Fruit and Vegetable Program, Specialty Crops Inspection, SCI Division, USDA Inspector, must perform the inspection and check loading. What kind of frozen potatoes do you have in your freezer right now? Uh, French fries. I have tater tots and those um, – I have – classic orida tater tots and those little hash brown patties from trader joe's i just decided that the listener is still listening to us yes they are <laughs> based on that answer 
Okay. I'll DM you some okay. some uh, some logistical things, and then cool. our listeners can DM us and be like, "Hey, can we talk about something?" We'll be like, "Hell yeah!" Neat. That would be great. I would love all those things. And listeners at home, please add us about the blue dot because I am still serious about that. I think it's really fun. <gasps> yeah. No, I, I think keep sourcing. I listened to the episode back and laughed at that. Very hard. All right, okay, there's bye. music playing. Goodbye. There's been music playing. Goodbye, everyone. End of episode 16. I want your ugly. I want you to see. I want your everything as long as it's free. I want your love. Love, love, love. I want your love. I want your drama, the touch of your hand. Your leather started kissing the sand. I want your love. Love, love, love. I want your love. You know that I want you, and you know that I need you, and I want you bad, bad, oh man. I want your love And I wanna be friends
Rumba, rumba, ma, ga, ga, oh la la, want your bell, rumba, ra, ra, oh ra, ra, rumba, rumba, ma, ga, ga, oh la la, want your bell, rumba, ra, 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 rumba, rumba, ma, oh la la, want your bell, rumba, ra, 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 rumba, rumba, ma, oh, ah, oh, ga, ga, want your bell, rumba. Man.